The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. Now establishing data link. Accessing. Good evening and welcome to Make It So, the Star Trek podcast. This is episode 23 and I'm Mike Dawson. I'm Richard Smith. And this week we are discussing a subject that's come up on the forum. Um, it was initially under the subject title of 20 things that would never happen in next gen. And it has expanded to nearly a hundred different items um, across the board on various different Star Trek shows, not just exclusively next gen. And I personally found this thread so hilarious that we now have to read out and elaborate upon each and every one of these. This is going to take hours. Do you realise that? It is going to take a while, but I think we can do it. Okay. Okay. Right. So, reading from our, <clears throat> our phones. Do you want to do uh, one each? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doing this on the phone on a Word document. Great. I feel very Star Trekky. Yeah, I feel like I could be maybe diagnosing someone with a tricorder or something. I don't it's know. Just a phone. It is just a phone, unfortunately. Okay. But maybe okay. one day. One day, Richard. Do you want to start then? All right, I'll start. Okay. We should say, sorry, this thread was started by a user, uh, well, the person's username is Blairy. Blairy. Um, I'll click on the name and see what comes up in their user account. Did they, they, uh, the first 20, and uh, it has been expanded upon by the number of different users. And thank you so much to everyone who has contributed to the thread. It has been very, very funny. Um, Do we have any information on Blairy? Real name, Blair Stevenson. Blair Stevenson? From Blair, uh, Blair Stevens. Somewhere, what appears to be near Glasgow. Right, okay. Up there where there'd be hills and things. Scottish people. Yeah, Scottish people. Hmm. All five million of them. Um, and it's very cold, I'm sure. It is very cold. And they eat Quaker oats. Do they? I don't know. There's a Scottish man on the Quaker oats box. Uh. I don't eat Quaker oats. Oh, apparently uh, the first uh, <clears throat> Scotsman has appeared on the back of the new £20 notes. First, really? Uh, first Scotsman's ever I've got one in my pocket. on the British uh, currency. Have you ever seen one? A Scotsman? No, a new £20, £20 pound Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I have seen both. We've most of us seen a Scotsman. Yes. Maybe sometimes you don't even know you've, you've seen, seen one. You've seen a Scotsman. It's pretty hard but to tell them apart from English people until they talk. It is. Um Although right. they're generally shaking a bit and a bit pastier. <laughs> Not much pastier. We're a very pasty people in general. The first item of the uh, initial 20 things that would never happen on next year are 
A major Starfleet emergency breaks out near the Enterprise, but fortunately other ships are in the area and deal with it to everyone's satisfaction. This, I thought, was starts off on a blinder here because, um, yeah. Every time there's a major emergency, they get in touch with Starfleet and Captain Picard would say, is there anyone closer? No. No. There's never anyone closer. It's a rather large fleet, but you always get the feeling that a lot of them are just bobbing around Earth. Well, being that space is infinite, it would have to be an exceedingly large fleet to cover the Alpha Quadrant. That's true. So I don't think we can blame them for that. No. That's unfair, I think. No, but every time a crisis comes comes along... Well, I think you can assume that if they're phoning you and telling you about it, that you are the closest one. Well, for instance, now, this only started happening, obviously, when DS9 kicked off, that, you know, the Dominion War was thwarted by a crew of somewhat another Federation outpost other than the Enterprise. Mm. And uh, the big problems that the, that the crew of DS9 sorted out over its uh, seven-year run would somewhat, you know, maybe stick in the craw a bit of uh, the next-gen crew, you know, fucking DS9 lot again. They've got, gone and done it again, haven't they? We were supposed to do we that. We were supposed to. Why, why is Cisco doing that? We're on the flagship. You know, that sort of thing. You see, if the Admiral's phoning you, mm. you're the closest. Yeah. You're not going to say, is there anyone closer? And he goes, of course. Of course. I should see if there's anyone closer. But the thing is as well, you never hear, like, say, something like on a Star Trek, um, a briefing where, you know, there's been a Borg incident. The Borg have broken through, have gotten near Earth, and then the crew of the uh, USS... Uh, Yamato saves the day and uh, the Enterprise gets a little bit too late and then the captain of the Yamato says oh, okay well there's just a guy sweeping just, up yeah it's done mate sorry sorry it's okay false alarm we destroyed them yeah you do sort of get the impression that the crew of every other ship is completely incompetent yeah utterly useless and um, loses their ships far too quickly they do they all explode yeah. like the Odyssey blowing up in uh... yeah it was just rammed by another ship that appeared to be quite small. Mm. In the That's all it takes, really. Well, apparently. Okay, number two. The crew of the Enterprise uh, are struck by a strange alien plague for which the cure is found in the well-stock sick bay. <laughs> they never seem to have the medicine no. that you need. They've got replicators. They don't need to be well-stocked as such. No. But they, they never really go, oh, it's this. Yeah, it's an outbreak, but we all just put this cream on and it's fine. Yeah, the, 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 the counterpoint of that being uh, if they did have a well-stocked sit bay, they wouldn't have a well-stocked plot line. Um, you, you know, never seem to have the story, as it were. But. Yeah, there has to be that sort of thing. Do you remember we sh- it was the remake of an original series one mm. where actually Dr. Crusher referenced the uh, first episode? the episode they were remaking. Mm. That was a much more interesting point in my head. Right. Anyway, you're... Number three, the captain has to make a difficult decision about less advanced people, which is made a great deal easier by Starfleet Prime Directive. Never makes things easy, does it? No, but surely it would. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a nice little cop-out rule, really, isn't it? It should. It's just a horrible moral dilemma. What am I going to do? These people have no idea about this sort of technology. I'm going to be influencing their decisions. Wait a second... There's this rule, isn't there? Yeah, this really big rule. It's, it's a prime directive. It's very, very definitive. Definitive directive of Starfleet, which kind of tells me exactly what to do. So maybe I should just do what that tells me. I love that all these ships are flying around the universe with the rule, leave everything where you found it. 
it's effectively what it is, isn't it? It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. Number, f- where are we? Number We're on four. number four. A power surge on the. Oh, is this one? Oh, this is mine. Power surge on the bridge is rapidly and correctly diagnosed as a faulty capacitor by the highly trained and competent, highly uh, trained uh, engineering staff. Sorry, that's me reading it on my phone. Yeah. It jumped the paragraph but left the line I'd just read up at the top. So yeah. That's why I repeated a bit. So it's it, sort of harking back to the same sort of thing as the sick bay problem. Yeah, there's a it? problem here. Oh, it's this. We, can you fix it? Yes, of course. Oh, we're highly trained, competent engineering staff. Yes. You see this, I think we're going to come back to this with the security staff mm, as well. Yeah. There are a great deal of incompetent people in Star Trek in Starfleet generally expendable people as well well you don't want them around no well they've got to die to prove how dangerous the situation is Uh, number five an attempt takes over an attempt to take over the ship by an alien species is thwarted by a highly trained and competent security team I told you it was coming it it was coming it was always coming exactly what it eventually boiled down to is the fact especially on next gen that if anything serious was going down that involves security they'd also stand back and let Worf have a go or if it was something really serious then Worf would send in all of his security team first and they'd all get massacred yes they would right have you watched um, Qless recently not recently it's it's not Qless Um, I hate the Q episodes always have the same fucking Q pun name yes Um, the, the lesser thread the one where he introduces them to the Borg Right, yeah. Um, and the Borg first appears on the ship. Yeah. And Worf literally stands there. He has three, he's got two security guards and himself, and he like nods to the first one. The first one runs at the Borg, and the Borg, the Borg nails him. And then he turns and he runs to the, nods to the second one, and then the second one runs in, and he nails him as well. And then Worf pulls out his phaser. And shoots And him. shoots him. And he just thinks to himself... You can't. <laughs> well, he must have been thinking, why did he go and attack him? He'd just seen the first guy not get knocked down. Yeah. I'm not going to go and attack you. him. I've got a phaser. To, to shoot him. Yeah, he didn't say, run at him again, did he? He didn't say anything. He said, have a go. Yeah. No no rules on that one. Um, Picard walks up to the replicator and says, coke on ice. Yeah. A nice little smiley one. That's that's only half of one, but I like it. Yeah. Uh, that's the, uh, the idea again the whole modern drinks we'll come back to some music as well I think um, yeah they never had modern drink of course it never occurred to me it's really just not product placement that sort of thing yeah but I mean even so coke isn't a product placement do you think we'll you still have coke in 300 coke. years time well you still have beer we do still have beer that's very true the difference is coke's a brand name yeah, but there is Coke, Coke, there's Coke in everything. There's loads of different Cokes. It's not a brand name, it's a drink. Oh, yeah. Coca-Cola is a brand it's name. It's a brand name. Coke we probably owe not. them some money for Virgin something. Virgin Coke, Pepsi Cola. Cola is not a brand name, Cola's a flavour. Yeah, why is there no Coke then? Exactly. There should so be Coke. There should so be Coke, like lemon. They have lemonade. I've seen lemonade a couple of times. But yes, never, definitely. Never Coke. Never Coke. Never Coke. Fair enough, Dr. Pepper, you know, product placement and all that but you see though the coca-cola people go with coke yeah but it is coca-cola still yeah where does it say it says coca-cola on the front and it's a cola drink coke is a different thing what's coke it's stuff you snort there's no fat in this Coca-Cola Zero no. you've seen all the new food labelling product uh, things anyway carry on Riker says I'm frightened Picard says Riker I'm frightened 
<laughs> that's the other half of the previous one. Right. Still very funny. You have the image in your mind. Yeah. Patrick Stewart, of course, on this week's Family Guy. Yes, which was was, was good when he had his vocal cords in place. I also watched um, uh, the one he was in before with Jonathan Frakes uh, and Michael Dorn. Commander Riker, if I was to say that Commander Worf's head looks like a fanny, would you join me in a laugh? Uh, yes, I think I'd get on board with that. Everyone, Commander Worf's head looks like a funny. <laughs> Everyone <laughs>, laughs at him, and then Worf storms out. And it is actually Michael Dorn, Jonathan Frakes, and Patrick Stewart. Superb. In Family Guys, brilliant. Brilliant. Go on then. Number uh, eight. Picard ignores Troy and blows the enemy out of the sky despite her distressed feelings. Despite of their distressed feelings. Despite of their distressed feelings, even, yeah. Yeah, he always goes with what Troy says, and I don't think he should. No. She's shaky at the best of times, let's be honest. Mm. You don't put any stock in, in her? No. She's a counsellor. Yeah. Now, this is the thing, right? Is there really a Starfleet counsellor going on the bridge and getting involved in stuff that they're quite honestly not trained for? Yeah. Or are they... Because st- I'm sure they have counsellors in the Army and the Air Force and the Navy. And the Police Department. And the Police the department. department. And I'm very sure that those counsellors don't have any form of command decision no. influence. The... the, the counsellor that you'll find with their counsellor's office in your hospital for your hospital staff, which they do have these days Mm. because it's Mm. it's a stressful job and everything, will not assist in a tracheotomy. No, they won't. Because they don't know how to do that. Exactly. And that's the way it is. Weird. Um, okay. When Worf tells the bridge officer that something is entering visual range, no one bothers to say on screen. I just imagined his face on that. <laughs> Captain, the, the enemy vessel is in enemy range, in visual range. Thank you. Do you want me to put it on screen? No, no, it's fine. Thank you. I've, no, I've I've seen a Ferengi ship before, Wolf. And, and let's be honest, we don't steer looking through the front view screen, do we? No. They've got a little computer readout. It, don't you ever always think that the graphics on the computer readouts were really crap? Mm. I mean, I would expect when they're showing the ships flying around on little readouts, yeah. I would expect something a bit niftier than what I get on my Xbox 360. Well, yeah, but it's sort of just the emblem, isn't it? Yeah. The, the, the Federation the emblem. Dotted lines. Beep, 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 beep. Why put the beep on? You'd have that turned off. It yeah. would be an option in the preferences folder. <laughs> do you want your computer to make a noise every time you do something? No. No, I don't. I want to make a film based in the Star Trek universe of the next generation time period based around a crew that is doing nothing particularly special in the slightest and just show their real everyday lives mm. and show them breaking the computer and not knowing how to work it and trying to copy folders and not being able to undo. Yeah. All that sort of thing. Going to the toilet, the human side of Star Trek, the bits you don't see, I'd love to make that film. Uh, you also. Worf actually gives another vessel more than two seconds to respond to a hail. Hail them, Mr. Worf. Thank you, Captain. No response. What are they doing? Yeah. You've got to give him time to answer the phone. Yeah. He's the kind of person that lets it ring for half a ring and then hangs up. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're not in, you'll have to shoot them, won't you? Ah. 
I don't ring, give you two rings, and then really, you know, that's it. That's it. Just gave you a chance. They're not responding to me. You see, the trouble with Worf is, is that he basically was, he was, he was Mr. Sulu or Mr. Chekhov merged with Ohura. Mm. He was the tactical officer, but he was also the guy who answered the phone. Yeah. So he wasn't really well suited. You needed that the secretary at the back answering the phone. And yeah, it is, yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? It is the guy who answers the phone and then shoots you. Mm. And it's like, hello. It's great. Great job. Very okay. strange sort of combination. combination of a, yeah. Maybe make data the cook Se- as well. The secretary. Yeah, exactly. The secretary and the gunner. Sorry, Captain, I would scan for life forms, but I've got to get this chicken on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next one. Um, Riker falls in love with a woman on a planet they visit and is, isn't is tragically separated from her at the end of the episode. Yeah. He never dumps anyone and is never dumped. No, I always kind of wanted him to sort of like come on to... I mean, I'm sure it happened at some point where he comes on to somebody and they say, oh, actually, you're just not my type. It, oh. it doesn't happen oh. with Will Riker. He's everybody's type. Yeah, I know. I just want him, just once, maybe just to ask somebody out and they turn around and say, I'm sorry, man, I like, I like short guys. I forgot about the uh, the Tom Riker episode of DS9. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the fact that he's had Jonathan Dax. Jonathan manages to... Uh, he's good. Get a bit of Kira. He gets a bit of Kira, but he's already had Dax. Mm. A year ago. And she's like, oh, it's Will Riker. You want a bit of Will Riker? His reputation throughout the galaxy precedes him. <laughs> and women on star bases far and near know what to do with Will Riker's bellend. It's terrible. Ugh. I went too far with you that one. Went I, too far. It, it was, just sort was, of stumbled out. on the edge of not... I know, uh, I apologise. You, you just kicked it right into I the I feel edge. bad saying bellend. Yeah. I, Move on to the next one, sir. I'm so sorry. Do it. Next one, 12. Warfast Counting, can I push the button? This is giving me a big Klingon warrior chubby. I don't get that. No, I don't get that one. I think that's a reference to an erection, but I don't know what button. Right. Maybe the fire button. Maybe. Um, 13, then. Uh, Data is fired from his highly ranked... Ranking high, his high ranking position for not being able to understand the most basic nuances about the three sentences, about one in three sentences that anyone says to him. Yeah, what does that mean? Well, data, yeah, I'd also fire him for not being able to use a contraction. He can do three trillion simultaneous simultations, whatever it was, you know, uh, computation, computation simultaneously, uh, and yet he can't say don't. What was that about? That was rubbish. That was what that was about. They that should have got a rid of nice that. Nice at all. We're like sci-fi, so we can't use contractions. Don't, wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't. Although it was the uh, thing that Will Riker catches the mouse on. It is actually a fantasy world because Data uses a contraction in uh, past future tense. Future tense with but, the not the Romulans, the fish boy in the cave. Yeah, but the stupid thing is, is the fact that he catches data out from this in the future tense scenario and you say, well, hang on a second, couldn't the data just had a programming update and maybe he could have used a contraction then? I don't know. It's not the hardest thing in the world. No. No, my word processor doesn't have a problem in computating. Hmm. Terrible. Don't. Never mind. Jody yeah. finally snaps and screams. If I say it's going to take four hours, it's going to take four fucking hours. <laughs> yeah. 
No, Captain, I can give you 30 miles an hour in a week. <laughs> always, always. That's covered in, uh, what, I uh, can't remember the name of the episode, the one with Scotty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never tell them how long it's actually going to take, Larry. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Geordie, in revenge, decides to reverse the polarity in the flush in Picard's bathroom. Uh, hilarity and court martials ensue. I can imagine that. A lot of these are based around the visual, the image in your mind of, yeah. of, of it actually happening. Yeah, you never really sort of... There's never practical jokes on the Enterprise, really, beyond people having surprise birthday parties when they don't want them or something like that. Not um, a lot happens. No. I'd love it if Mood Rings came back in, jeopardising Councillor Troy's position, number 16. <laughs> so it would take... He's, he's feeling sad, Captain. I know, I can see his ring has gone purple. <laughs> can, you see, can you see my ring? <laughs> closely followed six. You, you're on form on the bellends and rings tonight. This is not good. Um, close, uh, closely followed by number 17, which is Troy is able to explain her accent. Um, yeah, why is it that every other basis I'd be that has no accent like that? Why does Superman put his clothes? Yeah. You know, why, why does Spider-Man put... That's always explained, actually, but why does... Where does Superman put his Clark Kent outfit? Yeah. Off his bum, I still say. Picard explains his accent. Yeah. Why is a Frenchman you sh- you should talking be like a Shakespearean English accent? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Because he's a Shakespearean actor. Yeah. And I don't think we would have accepted a French captain of the Enterprise. He is a French captain, though. Yeah, but he doesn't sound French. I think had he had a French accent, we wouldn't have been happy. Oh, unless it was Christopher Lambert. Yeah. I could see Gerald Depardieu or something like that. But again, no, to me, that's the stupid thing is Patrick McCard is English to me. He is English. You know. There's no two ways about it. The France thing is merely a... Well, I don't know. Maybe we've taken over France by the 23rd century. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe that'll I'm waiting for that to happen. Every French person he encounters as well, every member of his family is all English It's English, yeah. Um, Apart from that little fucking kid. Because but, on American television, European means English accent. Yeah. They, he could be German, they'd speak the same. The, he, the English is just the, the foreign accent, that's all. <laughs> that's all. Well, it's certainly um, in the 80s. Do you want to do number 19? Uh, number 19, the warp engine starts acting up a bit, but then seems to sort themselves out after a while without any intervention from the boy genius Wesley Crusher. My Mac does that. Yeah. I don't know why. I feel it heals itself. I was always quite impressed by that. You sort of say after a while, okay, we're just going to shut the engine down for a couple of minutes to do some routine maintenance. There's, there was a couple of times to do that, though. Try turning it off and on again. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wesley saves the ship, the Federation, and the universe as we know it, and everyone is grateful. Everyone usually is grateful. Mm. That's, that's a wrong one. Okay. Well done. But he never did that. What's it? The universe? No. So I suppose it is something that would never happen in next year. No, because it never did. It could have potentially happened, though. Fair enough. Mm. Okay, now we're on to other people's uh, contributions to this list. So uh, we have Picard finally admits that Wesley... He's Wesley's dad. Yeah, that was never going to happen. I think he might be, though. He is. He was so knobbing Crusher. Do you reckon? Yeah. Do you remember the episode where there were flashbacks to him telling Beverly that 
uh, Jack Crusher had been killed. Yeah. And in the flashback, he had curly ginger hair or something like that. It was... Yeah, that was weird. No way he was not being crushed with ginger hair like that. Maybe not. Not that there's anything bad with ginger hair, but yeah, like if he that. had ginger hair and she had ginger hair, why is Wesley ginger? Exactly. Ah, uh, oh, this throws it all into question. This does throw it all into question. Uh, next, 22. Jodie gets a girlfriend. Yeah, we covered this in great detail. Jodie never got laid. Poor bastard. Was he never got laid? Never? No. No, he never Never did. ever got laid. No, he never did. Poor no. bastard. Worf realises that uh, behaving in the Klingon fashion is more hassle than it's worth. <laughs> That's a tiny bit racist, isn't it? That's no, almost... Could you not be arsed after a while? Yeah. You just say, Fuck this. <laughs> Fuck this. Fuck this. Dying with honour today is a good day to die bullshit. I'd like to retire. Yeah. I'd like a boat. Yeah, exactly. You just, you just, you'd just end up acting like them eventually, wouldn't you? You'd just be like, ugh. All right. It's too much hassle. All the right. chanting and the the visions. Mm. Visions. Bloody visions. She's got to be on top phone to answer the phone, Wolf. Mm. Riker is offered the uh, captaincy of another ship and accepts. Other members of the crew seek promotions at other ships and are successful. Eventually happened. It does, but it's the breaking up of a family. Yeah. Well, see, that's the end of the show. You can't do that. Star Trek, I mean, this is an interesting little point. I mean, maybe we should expand on it in another episode at some point. But Star Trek is quite unlike a lot of TV shows, especially modern TV shows, in or current TV shows, I should say, in that the cast does pretty much stay the same. I mean, in Next Gen, all the way through, you, you lost Wesley and Tasha and you gained Roe for half a season or something like that. Yeah, yeah. she was in only about three or four episodes. Yeah, I think it's about five or six. Big Most of them in the season five. Mm. And, yeah, so really weird. And so you don't... Yeah, the main cast didn't change. Kalatsky yeah. appeared in one season, but most for the most part, your bulk of the cast is still the same. Deep Space Nine, the same. You know, you switched axes for the last season. That's it. Uh, Voyager, you lost Kez and you got seven of nine. That was a good move. That was a good move. But, I mean, other than that, there's nothing... No change in the cast of Enterprise for the four seasons it ran. No change in the cast apart from the addition of Chekhov in, in the original series. No, you just reminded me how much I hated uh, Kez. <laughs> Later. Uh, I have floats like boring things to say, Captain. <laughs> Problem that's really only mine. <laughs> bang off. Bang off. That's our Janeway impression there. Yeah, that was, I didn't yeah. see that coming, but that was quite good. That was good, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Captain. Yeah, I'm Captain, going, Captain Janeway. I'm going to die in three years. I'm very dull. <laughs> Right, I, I won't. I won't last till the end of the series. They've set that up from the first episode. Mm. Sorry, unless they come up with some magical way of making me last longer. <laughs> that's 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 the caretaker. Yeah, all the way through. That's it. Yeah, but Captain, why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> Number twenty-five. <laughs> the warp core. Uh, go on, sorry, that's yours. No, it's yours. The warp core actually ejects, and the containment field stays intact. This showing that advanced technology does, in fact, work. <laughs> yes. 
Eject the walkout. It's all gone wrong, Captain. Why is there a button for that then? It never works. It has never worked. We've never seen it work. Who made it? Who installed it? Did they just go, well, you can't, it's like an ejector, so you can't test it because then you've used it. With your critical systems, you find, I mean, especially if, if stuff like the warp core ejection system, which you'd think would be pretty high up on it. It sounds like the sort of thing that's a big red button behind glass. Well, yeah, it sounds like the sort of thing that an engineer might want to concentrate on making work. Um, you've got to test one of them. If that doesn't work, how the fuck does the cappuccino machine work? Now, they d- it did work in... Insurrection. Insurrection. Yeah, but that's the core I already have. Yeah. Well, aren't you clever? Aren't you a smarmy bastard this time, Joe? That's what but what about get. the nine times before when we had to do something really crazy, like go back in time, save the ship? Yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, number 26, we find out what the rest of the crew do and it is often seems that the whole ship there could be run by 20 people and highly advanced computer and we see all the staff they seem to be just getting continuous, continuous training, training. Um, that's very true what does everybody else do yeah what well, is constantly thing, going on in engineering made more abundantly clear by the episode when crusher starts to lose everyone and the ship becomes less and less and people start disappearing and it just ends up, by uh, by the end of it, it's just her and the captain. It's just like, yeah, that's all you need to run the ship. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that is all they need, really. It is as well. I suppose you've got the maintenance of things. Well, you can see what everybody does, but Mm. I don't know. I would imagine there'd be more scientists than we occasionally see. Yeah, we occasionally get the the mention that there are scientific projects going off that we don't need to know about. People requesting time with the deflector dish and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Stellar cartography. Why do you need a person to do that? You got a, you know computer program to do it. You'd so have that. Yeah. Just record from the sensors where all the stars are. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to me. Riker and Worf have a fight. To the death, not over Troy, but over who has the best beard. Whilst it would seem elementary, element that's why you elementarily, elementarily. Well, it would seem obvious that Worf <laughs> would win due to his battler skills and general Klingon strength. He gets distracted and makes mistakes due to Will Riker's thrusting leg action and pelvic thrust. Now we're referencing Will Riker's foot on the furniture here mm. with his worn-out patch and muddy bit thrusting his cock temptingly towards the back of Data's head. (laughs) Every fucking episode. Every episode and the movies. Yeah. It's there. The holodeck safety protocols work. They never work. They never worked. 29. They go on a mission with no moral ambiguity. They blow up the evil bastards and rescue the good bastards. It's never that cut and dry, is it, unfortunately, on Star Trek? Or they go to a planet and everything is actually completely and utterly right. Yeah, what's wrong here? Nothing. Are you sure no one's taking it? No, everything's fine. Thank you. No, we're actually all uh, quite happy here. Okay. Okay. Idea for a a Star Trek spin-off. Riser Knights. (laughs) Just just came through. Ten o'clock in the, at night, we, a couple of hot chicks, a couple of buff guys, we, 
and perhaps make it some sort of detective series. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Good idea. Yeah. Ryzen. We'll, like. Oh, we'll get Matt LeBlanc to be in it. He's not doing anything at the moment. And Will Wheaton. And Will Wheaton. We'll bring Wesley back. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And <sighs> Will Wheaton as the detective. Wesley Crusher, Detective Wesley Crusher on Riser. That's the way to do it. That's the one. I don't know where that came from. No, that just came out of nowhere, didn't it? Um, <laughs> they, uh, they, they, they visit a planet from the original series of Star Trek. I'm sure that's happened. I'm sure that has happened at some point. They've uh, never been down to those same six rocks that they always beam down to in the original series. No. The planets weren't all made of widdly wee, but I'm sure they... Uh, they went back to them. Go on. Um, ah, Picard mm. walks into his cabin and asks the computer to play some Bach. Then he changes his mind and asks for never mind the bollocks by the Sex Pistols. Mm. Again, this is your modern music thing coming back. Yeah. Why don't they put modern music in Star Trek? Why does no one in Enterprise watch a film made after 1930? Copyright issues? Yeah. They could put Paramount films in it. Yeah, they could. I mean, there's the thing like with uh, Demolition Man in the background, there was all the Warner Brothers films posters were up in, you know, as the vintage. Yeah. I, I seem to remember Lethal Weapon 3 being up in the background. Yeah, but there would have been nothing to stop them, say, in, in 2002 when they had, uh, you know, to put up a Paramount picture for a Paramount film or anything like that. There would be nothing to stop them from doing that. There'll be nothing to stop them from watching Airplane in the cinema. Do you know what I'd be tempted to do if I was the makers of Star Trek? Put all the current day stuff off and put it in. Mm. And then when people send you cease and desist letters, you go, no, the copyright's expired. You go, no, it's not. You go, yeah, it's in the future. It's the 23rd century. There's no copyright then. Go, yeah, but, uh, oh, see if you win with that defence. Yeah. Or we listen to some modern music. I think it's Picard that's pirated it or whatever. It's yeah. out of copyright. Go on then. Um, we finally see a group of Romulans that don't all have the same haircut. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Um, just like, well, Quark is the only Frangi in existence who doesn't have that stupid thing around the back of his head. Um, is he? No, there's later, there's more in DS9 who don't have that. But they all, in next gen, have that stupid thing. Is it a hat, is it? It's a kind of hat thing. It covers up the back of their lobes. Is it like pants? Yeah. I don't know. Accessory. But yeah, like, yeah, um, Romulans who don't have their own haircut. Uh, Klingons who, maybe a Klingon with short hair. Um, clean shaven Klingon. You see, the thing is, all the different species are designed to look good with a certain haircut. Yeah, but they all look the same. Like, that's the thing. It's, uh, the, the uniforms are the same. The ships are the same. That, the, the shame. That always irritated me with the, um, the Klingon ships. There was three Klingon ships. The Federation, there's like dozens of different models for, you know, the various uh, ships that they have. Like, there's just the Romulan Warbird. Yeah, the, uh, no, the, um, the Klingon battle cruiser, the smaller old Klingon battle cruiser, and the Bird of Prey, that's it. You know what I never understood about the Federation ships? Mm. Being that, with what little we know about the economy of, of the Star Trek universe, it's made clear that when you build a starship, no one actually pays for it. No. Why don't you make them all big? Yeah. Why do you have shitty little ones? when you could, in fact, have nothing but Enterprises or Defiance or something More like that. More crew to run them. Yeah. Because that's what the Klingons and the Romulans More appropriately, why do you have big ones? 
What do you mean? Well, I mean, so many crews are on the big ones. You know, thousand That's true, they have lots a lot of, of defiance. eggs in one basket. Exactly. I mean, the Defiant has uh, 50 crew. Hmm? You can run the Defiant on 50 people. Why do you need a thousand people on one big target like that? Exactly. Uh, That's crazy. Yep. That would be like my school flying around in space. My secondary school flying around in space, that many people. Yep. That's insane. You don't need that. 50 people, that's yeah. enough. That's mm-hmm. enough for space. Um, war farts on the bridge. Yeah. The security officers go on a strike until they get a security chief who isn't going to get them killed all the time. <laughs> yeah. This is uh, set from the historic precedent that Jack Bauer's security team all did the same thing. Yes. <laughs> It's the security chief's job to get his team killed. Mm-hmm. It's part of the, the job description. It's in his contract. Somebody finally explains how the economy of the Federation actually works. Uh, there isn't an economy. That's how it works. It works quite differently. Yeah. Although it's it's gone into more detail in DS9. Yeah, there's the stuff we like... We talk about currencies. Yeah, because they, they do deal within um, gold press Latinum, but not with each other. It's only with, like, the that, yeah, like that's people a who actually thing. need that. I believe it's because gold press Latinum is impossible to replicate. Yeah, that's the value in it, isn't it? Yeah, but it's a Ferengi currency. Yeah, but federation, it's, no, it's not. It's used by loads of different people. Though. There's Federation credits. Yeah, but they don't mean anything to most people. Wow. Because you can never use them within the Federation. It'd be kind of like not being able to exchange pound sterling on the stock exchange on the market. All oh, right, I see. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Number 36, we're going to have to go through these a lot quicker. Or it could be a, this could be a two-part I show. I was thinking you know? this. I was thinking this. Do you want us to do... Like, well, being that there's 90, should we, should we stop at 45? 45? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Do number 36, then. Okay, Wesley finally admits that he's a woman trapped in a man's body and has a sex change operation, and thereafter is known as Wendy Crusher. I'd like to see that. Yeah. I think that would have made the series for me. It's a little bit American daytime soap opera-ish. A little bit. I'm fine with that. I also like the fact that Wendy is our lowest common denominator. Always. Mm. Something that maybe the listeners that make it so probably don't know necessarily because it's something that movies We've not talked see. about Wendy for a while. We haven't mentioned Wendy, have we? No. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, Wendy basically represents the stupidest person watching the film. Um, therefore, when a film director tries to spoon-feed you the plot line, we've now referred to it as uh, the scene for Wendy. Um, that's not an official sort of industry term. That's no, our term. that's ours. It comes um, from a woman we worked near called Wendy once. Who was interminably stupid. And she just didn't get it. No, just didn't get it, did she? No. Really didn't. Riker suffers from a case of Romulan VD, and as a result, his ever-rampant cock begins to talk to him and the rest of the crew. Picard realises that this evil organ has been cursed... Uh, the cause of all of Riker's problems and has the offending organ removed. Women of the universe let loose a sigh of relief. They'd so take a plaster cast of it and sell vibrators of that shape. <laughs> he'd make a fortune, retire from Starfleet, and he'd always be seen with lots of women and there'd be strange rumours that he actually had no knob, mm. but no one would know for, for real. Now we're moving on to uh, outside the realm of connection of this next one. We've got a, uh, a group of little-known aliens arrives at DS9 and don't start shit. They just behave themselves. Yeah. That'd be nice to see. They get there, they go to Odo's office, they read all of the rules and the regulations, 
aboard this space station and abide by all of them. Do you know what they need on DS9? Do their business and leave peacefully. Tell you what they need on DS9. Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Why? Because they clean up all the, the, the scum of the universe. Ah, I really didn't so, get that. It's a Men in Black reference, Mike. I saw, I, I did see that film once back in 1998. Really? Yeah. It's all right. Mm. The second one's shit, though. Oh, I saw that one, too. That one was bad. Yeah. Um, where are we? 39. Uh, the Enterprise encounters a new race that already begun, belongs to its own version of the Federation. That could well have nearly happened. It sort of did happen with the Dominion. Hmm. Which is the Dominion. In fact, yes, that's it happening. They encountered aliens that belonged to their own version of the Federation. Yeah, but it is a dictatorship and a... That's, that's irrelevant. It was a fascist state. It's their it. version. But it is their version, yeah. There was loads of different species. I always felt with the Dominion you wanted to see a bit more of that. I mean, you've got the Gemidar and the Vorta and the Founders... Mm. And you know, and then their own alliance within the Alpha Quadrant, but you never really saw any of the other races that belonged to the Dominion in the Gamma Quadrant. But you just got the feeling that they were all kind of enslaved. And yeah, I mean, one thing that struck me about watching it more recently was that the the Federation were very nasty towards the Dominion for no reason. Because what happened was, you imagine we discovered this wormhole in that ends in the Delta Quadrant, or the Gamma Quadrant, Gamma sorry. Quadrant. And they start going through. Now, that comes out in somebody's territory. Mm. The other end comes out in your territory. Yeah. So why do you assume the other end is coming out in the middle of nowhere? Mm. And you would, wouldn't just let anybody come through. Yeah. And they have the right to say, you know, can't come here. And then we go, well, tough shit, we're going to. No wonder they started a fucking war. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I just don't blame them so much now I think about it. There you go. Yep. Um, Number 40, uh, the Enterprise gets a distress call from a planet without a breathable atmosphere and the landing party all dies. Well, that's why we have sensors, dear boy. Class um, M. Class, class M, M planet. Well, more importantly, encounters a planet that isn't Class M or something's going on in a planet which has maybe something, ah, which a wicked program the other day, called Planet Science. And it was all about the different um, hostilities that you find on each of the individual planets. And was this at work, sorry? Yeah, this was at work. I hate your job. Um, and the uh, one of them was about uh, Venus, and uh, Venus's atmosphere is full of corrosive acid. So the actual atmosphere that you'd be breathing in would be acidic. It's boiling hot because it's basically the atmosphere. The atmosphere is also made up mainly of carbon dioxide, so it means it has the same greenhouse effect that we're getting on Earth at the moment times a million yeah. and the gravity is something like 25 times as powerful therefore as soon as you got if you like instantly just appeared on the surface of the planet you would be squashed to the size of a flattened can within two seconds Quite you don't want to go there no you don't want to go to venus really there's no um, need it was quite sad as well because while America was all kind of in their space race was looking at mars and like ways of getting a man to mars the russians were looking at venus Really? I, didn't, I didn't realize this. You know how like you had the space race and everything, and then you yeah. had the race to the moon, and then the Americans in the seventies and uh, the Russians in the seventies went for the next, the nearest planet. But oh, every, I knew like Nixon had said, "Oh, we'll have a man on on Mars by such and such a time," and sort of trying to hark back to Kennedy's speech. Mm. But the Russians were doing the same thing, but they were just doing it with Venus. 
And so obviously they found out loads of information about Venus and they realised that actually there's no real chance of us ever living on that planet. There's no need Bollocks, to go there. We just wasted 20 years. Um, Did it take them that long to find out? There is the theory that Venus was once part of Earth. There is that theory as well, yeah. Well, no, because they, they they didn't find out because all of the all of the probes, all of the satellites they sent and the probes they sent to Venus all just disappeared mysteriously. Um, obviously, after the third probe disappears, you might want to think about what's in the actual atmosphere you're sending the probe into. All of those things when they t- try and like with the Mars one, is it disappear and they try to oh it mysteriously disappeared? No, it didn't mysteriously disappear. You're firing a chunk of metal at a planet. Tens of thousands of miles away. Millions and fifty million miles miles away. Three hundred and fifty million. And you expect to hit it. Mm. It's a fucking miracle. It's a mystery when it gets there. Not when it disappears. You have to be impressed by the the skill it takes in it's like throwing a dart at three hundred million miles. They they managed to get a satellite or probe to fire it out from our planet which is moving to another planet, which is also moving. It's going to take five years to get there, and they managed to get it exactly right. I mean, the... the Yeah, it's a mystery when they don't get there. I cannot fire things to Mars all day. It's not a mystery. It's a a mystery when it turns up. Exactly. If I fire something off at Mars and it got there, then we've got something newsworthy. A satellite mysteriously arrived at Mars today. We didn't expect it, but never mind. We've been quite shit previously to this. (laughs) For fuck's sake, we're shooting a bit of metal at a planet 350 million miles away. What do you expect? There's not even anyone flying it, you know. There isn't. Well, you just bang, and it goes, mm. and it either hits or it doesn't, idiots. <sighs> the Klingon Empire is crippled by non-violent protesters and pacifist government comes to power. Gandhi Klingon. Gandhi the Klingon. I'm just trying to imagine a skinny, weak Klingon in a nappy wearing a blanket. Not being beheaded at the first sign of I'm, rebellion. I'm actually imagining Ben Kingsley's head on Michael Dawn's body. Yeah. Because that's what it'd look like. Number uh, 42. Mm. Yes. The executioner catches the Enterprise and it's trying to beam an invader force chokes Picard to death. <laughs> if this is a Federation ship, then where is the ambassador? That made me piss. That was very funny. A little tie-in there, a little yeah. crossover. That ruins the in a long, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away thing. Yeah, that would. Um, right Unless you're talking about something in the future, far, far away, from the perspective. No, I always thought Star Wars was set in the past. I've always thought it was in a far, far gal- a galaxy, far, far away, set millions of years in the past, and has absolutely nothing to do with our galaxy. It's because he never made episode seven, eight, and nine. You don't see the one where they find Earth. Yeah. <laughs> Riker dies on the way, on an away mission, but no problem. O'Brien just replicates a backup Riker on the last transporter log. Yeah. Once you find out you can do it, why not? Yeah. It's back to the skeletal complex again. It is. I mean, it's covered quite extensively in the film The Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, twice. Yeah. Yes, he's in it twice. Um, are we on 44 now? Yep. We are. Riker di- Oh, no, I've just gone no. back. Instead of deciding to investigate the anomaly, Picard reverses thrusters and just quarantines the area instead. That's not why they're there. 
They're explorers. Yeah, but when you look at something and see, like, there's clearly a high threat level. We have a thousand people on board, including over 500 children. Maybe we should leave this to a less civilian manned ship. Like the Defiant with only 50 people on. And Maybe. Big like, phaser cannons. Or the Grissom with like 20 people on, aren't you? Know. Yeah. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? Number 45 to finish off. Fat Scotty gets stuck in the Jeffries tube. It would happen. It would happen. They weren't all that big, were they? The Jeffries you, you got the image of like Homer going down the water chute and. Getting stuck. Getting stuck. Send some ensigns down there. Send some down there. Just it. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got the, the image of the look on the ensign's face as he's falling down the Jeffrey's tube towards Scotty's ass. For some reason, ah! they're in Star Trek uniforms as well. Did you watch this week's Simpsons? Yeah. Yeah, when the... the <laughs> replicating the end of Voyager party oh that was brilliant I went to mention that yeah oh dear oh your mission ended too soon Captain Janeway with, with, with Lenny dressed as seven of nine yes that was funny that was good Oh dear. Well, that, that's the 45 then yeah so we will continue this next, next week. week with the other 45. 45. If you add them previous to hearing this episode, sadly it won't matter because we're recording it straight after this one. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. That's just the way these things go, but that's just as limiting the interactivity. I did have an audio comment from uh, Trekkie Geek phoned in and Mm -hmm. left something, and he made an interesting point. And I thought, hmm, I should remember that and bring it up and talk about it. I've completely forgotten my. Why don't you just tap it on the end of this episode? Well, what I'll do, yeah, I'll tag his up. No, well, I, I'll mention something on the forum. Go to the forum, mm-hmm. simplysyndicator.com slash make it so slash forums, and I'll discuss that there. You can discuss Star Trek and other things as well. I try and stay a bit clear of that because I could get sucked into that forum for the rest of my life. Mm. I love talking about Star Trek. Yeah. makes me feel very sad um, if you like the show please go over to Podcast Alley and give us a vote please go over to Dig and give us a dig if you're a Dig user yeah. uh, at the moment we're still running our Please Give Us A Quid campaign we figured out if everyone gave us one pound through a PayPal account then we could uh, get some new gear and I'll have some proper microphones and stuff like that that'd be nice that which would be lovely we'd really appreciate that um, so if you go over to our website simplysyndicated.com slash make it so there's a donate any amount via PayPal thing you don't need to pay through PayPal yourself though you can pay with a credit card or debit card oh, oh yes smashing this is the 21st century here Indeed. and it, it takes visa and MasterCard and everything else. Probably not Discover, though. No. No. Probably I'm remembering today's Family Guys. Yeah. It's terrible. Too it's many terrible. Too many TV references. Yeah. Uh, check out movies you should see this week. It's a good one. And all that. Oh, good. Anything else? Nope. Okay, we'll see you next week. Thank see you, you next week for part two.